1: We're going to be talking about getting a driver's license. We're going to be getting talking about how to buy a car in the United States. We're going to be talking about car loans. We're going to be talking about auto insurance, car registration, smog tests, lots and lots of tips and advice on transportation in the United States. And um, we are really excited to have this expert panel who are going to be taking us through everything that you need to know about this topic. Let's get started, panel. First of all, I think it would be great if you each want to maybe give us a little bit of a background and introduction. Let's start with Nicole. Ladies first.
2: Ah, well, I'm Nicole, so happy to you- be Thank you. I am so happy to be here. My name is Nicole Dean. I work as a business relations officer um, at Advantial. So um, I do work with a lot of companies that um, have nurses come over um, and help them get set up with uh, different products like auto loans and credit card products. Um, So I'm very happy to be here and I'm excited to answer some questions today.
1: Thank you, Nicole. We're excited to have you here at is one of the Kinetics USA's uh, prestigious partners, one of the resources that we provide to nurses when they arrive in the United States to help getting car loans, as well as other services that they provide. James, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure. Uh, my name is James Krolder. I'm the director of International AutoSource. International AutoSource has been helping the nursing community relocating to the US for over 15 years, uh, helping them with purchasing a vehicle, financing, helping them get their driver's license, vehicle registration, auto insurance, the whole kit and caboodle of buying a vehicle. And uh, we've gone through, we've learned a lot of things together about buying cars in the United States. And uh, we're happy to see all of you candidates that are moving here and we're excited to help you.
1: Thank you, James. And International Source is another very prestigious partner of Kinetics USA. And they have also helped thousands of nurses get Uh, not just nurses, but uh, many, many expats getting a a car in the United States because it's really difficult without credit. Um, And we look forward to James sharing a lot of tips and advice and information for those of you who are still around the world waiting to come to the United States or if you've already arrived here. And last not, not least, we have Nurse Juan. Do you want to introduce yourself?
4: Hi, my name is Nurse Juan. I'm a YouTube uh, content creator focusing on immigrants coming to the United States. Like, I'm sharing some of the important things you can do when you arrive here, uh, mostly based on my experience. And also, I'm one of the admins of uh, LeFora Lefora for Nurses.
1: Thank you, Nurse Juan. For many nurses coming to the United States, um, you know, they think, well, the end result is arriving, and then everything is just kind of easy. Well, that's not 100% correct. So if we look at our success path, which is on the Kinetics USA website, you'll see that step number seven is uh, uh, um, enjoy and prosper. But the the journey to getting a car is not that easy. Um, I'd like to start off with Nurse Juan, and maybe you can share with us a little bit about your experience of where you live in the in the United States, and when you came here, what transportation was like in the area where you were deployed, um, and how you were able to navigate that.
4: Okay. Um, I'm from Kentucky, a the state of Kentucky, and I was deployed in eastern part of Kentucky. Um, when I arrived here, uh, that's one of the most difficult part for me because there was no public transportation. Uh, throughout Kentucky for the entire state, I think there's only two or three uh, like cities that has a public transportation, and that's Louisville and uh, Lexington. forget the name of the other one. So most of the other counties or other places in uh, Kentucky, there's no public transportation. So I had to get by through having connections with some of our uh, Filipino colleagues who went ahead of us. Uh, so they were really a big help for us. But if they weren't there, we will definitely have had had a hard time. Uh even with having them around, we also still had a hard time because um it was really hard to get um them to help us because they also have their own like work and lifestyle. So um it's not easy to be in a uh, to be in a place wherein there's no public transportation
1: yeah i think nurse one this is that you know that's why this is such an important show because for many nurses they go through many struggles you know the enclaves the aisles the visa screen the immigration process that can take forever and then they think okay i'm gonna arrive here and everything's going to be great and actually there's a lot of obstacles that occur and that you might be deployed in a place like nurse one was where there isn't any public transportation isn't maybe Uber or Lyft uh, or any really way to get to work or grocery stores or whatever you need. James, where you live, um, can you share with our viewers where you live and if there is public transportation in that location and if there's Uber, Lyft, those kinds of resources?
3: I live in Long Island in New York. Uh, It's actually uh, Seaford, Long Island. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a lot of confusion or a lot of uh, misconception about where I live is that I'm in New York. So you would assume that automatically we have public transportation and that's really limited to New York City. Um, So New York City has the subways and the trains and the cabs and and buses and everything readily available to you. Uh, I'm a little bit more on the outskirts of New York City. So I'm out in uh, maybe about 20, 30 minutes away. So in the suburbs and very, very limited public transportation. It's You need your own vehicle to just do the simple things like go to the grocery store or drive your children to school. Uh, it's not something that you can necessarily just jump on the train or jump on the subway or even call an Uber, unfortunately. Now, I am lucky enough to have Uber. It definitely comes in handy. Uh, mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft is available. Um, but really what it comes down to is the fact that it's having that own personal vehicle is definitely required in, in some areas like mine, especially because just that simple ride to go get groceries. You know, You're not able to really walk there. You're not able to take the train or take the bus. You, you need that public transportation to get there. So I'm in the outskirts of NYC.
1: Okay, so interesting there. So you seem to have more resources than what Nurse Juan experienced in his yeah. first position in, in sure. the U.S., <laughs> but still um, not like being in New York City, which is probably one of the only places in the United States that you really can get by without driving a car. Correct. Nicole, it's one of the bit, ones. Yeah, exactly. Nicole, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about where you live and is there public transportation? Is there Uber, Lyft? What resources are available there? Absolutely.
2: So I live in Houston, Texas, um, and there is quite a bit of public transportation in the city. Just like with James, um, I live uh, close to downtown, so of course there is, um, you know, buses. We do have um, a light rail system um, going straight to the hospital network. Um, but if you live in those suburbs, you definitely need a car uh, because the the buses are limited. You know, being in Texas, everything is very spread out. Um, so the buses in the suburbs very non-existent. Um, we do we are lucky to have Uber and Lyft, um, which is very affordable because um, of the low demand and the amount um, the high um, amount of drivers. Um, so it is more affordable than some of the other cities that I've seen. Um, However, if you don't live directly downtown or in the Heights area of Houston, Texas, you really do need a car Um, and it's going to be a little bit difficult to get around if you are in the suburbs. And if you do live in the city, it is way more expensive. (laughs) So we see a lot of people moving to the suburbs and they do need their cars to get around. Okay, so I think
1: it's interesting for many viewers that don't realize that different parts of the United States has a different kind of setup from transportation. So this kind of gives everybody an idea of the different areas and what you might expect. And I think the first tip for anyone who is coming to the United States is to do your research and your homework and is to try and figure out if the place that you're going to has some resources like where James or Nicole are. Or has really no resources, like where Nurse One started off in, uh, you know, in a more sm- in a smaller town, more rural area in Kentucky. Um, okay, so you know that kind of gives us an idea um, of um, of the different places and the importance, probably, of finding a, a car, of getting a car in the United States. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And Nurse Wan, just before we start talking about driver's licenses and buying a car and all of those things, can you tell us about your driving history? Okay.
4: Uh, for me, ever since I was young, like I think I started 16, I was already driving, but never uh, four-wheel drive. It's I'm, I only own a motorcycle back home. So for the four-wheel drive, I think I only have like maybe maximum of 30 days experience for driving behind the wheels. So um, it was quite challenging for me when I arrived here because I really don't know much about driving. Like I haven't gone uh, speed faster than 30 miles per hour back home. So I was really a novice back then. Um, And taking the test for me for the license was also like a challenge for me because I never tried to do like the parallel parking or like three-way, a three-point turn or those kind of things. So uh, like most of the nurses, I'm, I'm saying with you guys, I don't really have an experience. So it's really nice that when you arrive here, uh, the traffic is not as bad, particularly in Kentucky. So it's easier for me to learn how to drive here. So most of my driving experience is uh, based here in the United States.
0: We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. AMN Healthcare Network is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com slash international. That's amnhealthcare.com forward slash international. On with the show.
1: James, do you have any advice for somebody without driving skills, how to navigate or how to prepare?
3: Well, the first thing that we would suggest is that even though you don't have the driving skills or you haven't necessarily had the opportunity to to learn how to drive, we would suggest that when you first arrive here in the United States, that you you can get, and obviously it's, it's going to be slightly self-fulfilling. International Auto Source does offer uh, driving lessons. So wherever you are and in you're in your local, uh, wherever you're relocating to, we can assist you with that. But I would suggest going for driving lessons. First, what you're going to do is have to go for a five-hour driving course, where you kind of watch videos and learn about the rules of the road and what the, what the signs mean. And then from there, you would take some lessons where you get the opportunity to kind of get behind the car and, and oh, excuse me, get behind the wheel and have that opportunity to really drive and get the feel for the vehicle. And as uh, Nurse Juan mentioned, you know, you, you won't necessarily be thrown right out into the highways or right out into traffic. You know, you'll, you'll start off very slow in a parking lot and then work your way out into the um, into the local streets where there's not many cars driving around. Um, it's very similar to probably what Nicole and I how Nicole and I learned. Uh, we went through a driving course, and then I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming things are similar to New York and Texas. Yes. Probably, just in, <laughs> probably just in that way, Nicole. Um, but as far as the driving lessons, where you know we we watch videos, we learned. We watched. We saw our parents. You know, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, when we started to first drive out there. It's very slow. We go just onto the normal, you know, regular streets, local streets, and then we work our way onto the highways and the expressways. Um, I can remember just the very first day I had my license, I wanted to go drive out on the expressways, and my father was like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> first <laughs> so, things first. Yeah, first thing, you
3: learn how to drive locally. You know, you, you got your license, that's great, but you don't just go onto the highway. It's not just something you just do. Um, <laughs> well, there- so you know, it's a, it's a work in progress and you take your time and you learn and you, you do it based on how you feel comfortable driving.
1: Yeah. That, I think that's really good advice. I'm just thinking as you're speaking about my own experience, mm-hmm. I was an immigrant as well. I came from right. South Africa 22 years ago. And I remember the first time that I, I drove on a freeway. And I mean, I'd been driving for years when I came here, although it was on the other side of the road. I cried like a baby. I was so scared <laughs> I, and I so guess. nervous in like, California six-lane highways, it was terrifying.
3: Well, that's very intimidating. I mean, yeah. I can tell you that the numerous times that I've visited the Philippines, when I sat passenger, I cried like a baby. That <laughs> is
1: true, <laughs> okay, James, I can relate.
3: <laughs> and holding a Bible across. Yeah, you can drive in the Philippines. You can drive in the United States, I
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that, that is for sure. And I can attest to it, having been driven around today, um, in the the traffic of Manila, it was it's quite nice. um, an experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And nurse one, can you tell us a little bit about when you first drove on an interstate on a highway?
4: Um, for us, it wasn't that bad because, like I said, Kentucky is quite easy to drive through. Uh, the interstate here is like maybe three roads, but it's not really that traffic. A traffic. So it was great. I was with Ch- with one of my colleagues who came here. And that's the first time I was able to drive like 90 miles per hour in, in, in my entire life. So it was kind of nice. Like I got to get the uh, need for speed, like what he wanted to do when he had his license. So it was easy. But when I went to uh, Chicago, that's where uh, I felt like I got more nervous because I really felt like it's quite different. The interstate in Chicago and in Kentucky is really, really Much different, so uh, it was hard for me to drive then, and it was nerve wracking.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, as James said, something where you've got to kind of go slow, get your confidence, and then Mm -hmm. you know you'll get better and better in time. Absolutely, is it difficult to get a license in the United States? Nurse One, can you talk a little bit about your experience of getting a license?
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it really depends on the state and the county where you're getting your license uh like for me uh it was easy enough because uh, basically you just need to take a test a written test so you have to study for that and pdf or the manual for the test you can download download from any of the dmb websites um then then for the test it's quite easy because they will they will give you a map of what to do and how to practice so you can prepare ahead uh the only thing that usually burden us for new immigrants is the requirements. Um, number one, they really need you to have your social security number. Then they need you to have like a permanent address. Uh, you can't use the hotel address. So they normally uh, require that. Then other than that, I think that's it. Uh, luckily for me, uh, I only had to take the written test. And after that, I don't have to take the driving test anymore. And that's, um, I think that's within our county or within Kentucky only. Uh, it's because I have my LTO or my Philippine license and international driver's license. Correct. And I think visa, um, my uh, permanent resident visa has something to do with it because I have a colleague who was here like two months ahead of us, she had a working visa. So for her, she still uh, was like required to take the driving test. So it was easier for me.
1: Yeah, and that's where it can be different state by state.
4: Right. James, do you
1: have any information to share about international driver's licenses and how that might help or not help?
3: So the best thing about the United States is that it's 50 states and 50 different countries uh, mm-hmm. and then 50 different uh and then thousands of different counties to Nurse Juan's point. Nurse Juan, that was a great answer. You can actually uh we can put you on IAS for that answer. Um it's it's very true. It it all goes down to the local county and the local requirements. Mm-hmm. And every state is different. Just as a quick example, the state of Florida, you require to have your social security number and an international driver's license, and you can apply for a driver's license. In the state of New York, you have to have six points of identification, which includes your United States visa, includes your um, potentially your passport, an employee ID card, a checking account with your name on it, which is confirming your permanent address, as, as Nurse Juan mentioned. Uh, so. Every state has different rules, but every state does look for the international driver's license that will help speed up the process. Now, some states, and again it really goes down to the local level, some states will allow you to not have to take the driver's test to uh, the actual driving physical driving test if you have a driver's license from your home country and an international driver's license as Nurse Juan mentioned. Okay. Um, but most states, most states will require you to take well all states actually i'm sorry all states will require you to take the written test and then most states will require you to take the road test and that's where it's you know helpful for you to have those driving lessons the driving lessons they not only will they help you learn the rules of the road learn to parallel park which i can promise you parallel parking i did on my road test almost 28 wow 28 years ago and i probably would never parallel park again. But I just had to do that that one time to pass the test. So they'll help you with all of those things. But in addition, they'll provide the car for you to be able to take the road test at that time, should there be any issues with you not having any transportation for that. Uh, but the, going back to the original point, the the international driver's license is something I would always suggest obtaining before you leave your home country, uh, which is basically just a translated version of your, your home country driver's license.
1: How large are the car loans? and do you have a cap for international nurses?
2: Sure, so um, with Advantial, going back to that international driver's license, I do wanna add uh, on James' uh, point, an international Mm -hmm. driver's license will also help you in the loan process with Uh Advantial. We recognize the international driver's license as a driver's license, so you're able to get that loan. Which, so I will also vouch for that, please get one. Um, before you come. Um, But as far as the auto loan goes with Advantial, we do have a $30,000 cap. Uh, We just increased it because of the climate of today's (laughs) environment. Um, It's crazy out there with car prices and um, the competition. So it is $30,000. And um, we suggest doing as much research as you can um, to get the best deal because a lot of the cars um, will be, um, inflated that we've seen.
3: Yeah. And that's really probably due Nicole, to the prices that, yes. you know, the, the limited inventory in the United States, the prices have just kind of, you know, the inflation that we see in the U S almost 30% of that is going to vehicles, whether new yeah. or used. Right. Um, so I, I can understand where you're coming from with that because it's a, uh, it's a challenging time with the vehicles.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Can you maybe share a little bit why getting a car loan is, is so important just as it as how it relates to credit?
2: Yes. So, um, you know, being with a financial institution like Advantial uh, Credit in the US is super important. Um, every decision that is made as far as large purchases, getting an apartment later on, um, your credit is looked at. So getting a car loan versus a lease, um, that loan um, will go towards building your credit once you get your social security number. The benefits of Advantial is we do not require a social security number to get that car loan, which is amazing. It um, It is a wonderful product or service that we offer. Um, however, um, once you get that social security number and you update it with us, you start building credit. And that credit is so yeah. important to start building. Um, and I highly recommend you get your social security number as fast as you can and then update us as well. So, Advantial, um, going back a little bit, um, we do offer our Inbound USA program. Um, it is special to our, um, our select employer groups like Kinetic's. Um, And we offer this service um, of getting, you know, car loans to people newly arriving in the U.S. and as easy as possible um, without that social security number, which can cause a lot of headaches um, with a lot of other providers as well. Yeah. Um, I always thank you, Nicole.
1: Um, Really important information shared. Um, I often tell the story of when I came to the United States and went with my husband and two little kids to buy a car salesman was very excited. um, And then he went back and checked our credit, came back with a very like long face, not very happy with us. He said, you have no credit. And we were like, what is that? We didn't even know as immigrants that that, credit existed. So um, if you don't know what credit is, please check out Um, Some of the shows that we've done on Onwards and Upwards, they are on our social media, on our website, and we'll explain what credit is and how to build your credit.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. AMN Healthcare International is currently recruiting registered nurses around the world to live and work in the United States. We offer both direct hire and staff recruitment, giving you more options and flexibility to begin your American dream. To learn more and apply, go to amnhealthcare.com international. There's also a link in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.